2 Kings chapter 15, verse 1. In the twenty and seventh year of Jeroboam the second king of Israel began Azariah son of Amaziah king of Judah to reign. So now again we're talking about the kingdom of Judah and Azariah was reigning at the same time that Jeroboam the second was reigning. Jeroboam the second was a really great warrior. 2. 16 years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned two and fifty years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. She did a good job raising her son because he's going to be a good king of Judah. When he ceased reigning, he would have been 68 years old. 3. And he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. For howbeit the high places were not taken away, the people still sacrificed and offered in the high places. Just like his father Amaziah, he himself worshipped the Lord, but he allowed the people of Judah to worship pagan gods on the hills if they wanted to. He was good in the sense that he himself obeyed the Lord, but he wasn't a leader like King David and some of the other kings who wiped out paganism. 5. And the Lord smote the king, so that he was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelt in a house set apart. You see, God gave him leprosy. And this doesn't go with a lot of people's theology today. They don't believe that God will ever let us suffer or ever let anything bad happen to us. And that is false theology. Because in the Bible we see sometimes God allows us to suffer, sometimes he even causes us to suffer. But it isn't because he's malicious toward us or because he hates us or because he's cruel. It's for his own glory. So when he allows us to suffer illness or tragedy or poverty or whatever it is for a time in our lives, we need to make sure that it glorifies him because that's the whole purpose of it. So we maintain our faith, we keep trusting him, and we keep obeying him. And that's all we have to do. If we keep doing that, he will be glorified in our suffering. And there are rewards in heaven for the suffering that we endure on earth. Don't think God isn't keeping track of every tear that you shed. In Psalms, we'll read that he keeps all of our tears in a bottle. And this is literal. God really cares about us, and he keeps track of our suffering, and he will reward us. In the New Testament, Jesus said that he rewards his servants when they come to heaven. Azariah was a leper until he died. He lived in a separate house. He didn't live in the palace so that he wouldn't infect other people. And Jotham, the king's son, was over the household, judging the people of the land. And this is because the king himself couldn't be face to face with other people because he had leprosy. So he turned one of his sons into a judge. The judge decides matters between opposing parties. The court in Judah was going to the king's throne and telling him your cause and having him make a decision. Jotham is judge while his father is king. 6. Now the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? 7. And Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. He died, and Jotham his son reigned in his stead. Jotham is the one who was acting as judge while he was alive, and now that he's dead, Jotham has become king and judge. 8. In the thirty and eighth year of Azariah king of Judah did Zechariah the son of Jeroboam reign over Israel in Samaria for six months. Now it's switching over to the kingdom of Israel and telling us that Zechariah became king after Jeroboam the second.
We don't want to confuse this Zechariah with Zechariah the prophet, who we'll read about later. 9. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, wherewith he made Israel to sin. He is practicing paganism, and he's also causing the Israelites to practice paganism. And this is what many of the kings of Israel did. This is really heinous because God gave them a nation, he gave them identity, he gave them salvation, promised through their line. He gave them the land of Canaan, so many blessings, and he fought against their enemies so many times for them, and yet they still continually returned to paganism. But it has a lot to do with their leadership because there's many kings in Israel who are practicing paganism. 10. And Shalem the son of Jabesh conspired against him, and smote him before the people, and slew him, and reigned in his stead. Shalem was a traitor to the king, and killed him, and God probably allowed this because Zechariah was practicing paganism, and God was probably tired of him ruling over Israel. 11. Now the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. That's reminding us that if we read the books of the Chronicles, we'll learn more, and we will, because we are going to read the books of the Chronicles. 12. This is the word of the Lord which he spoke unto Jehu, saying, Thy sons to the fourth generation shall sit upon the throne of Israel. And so it came to pass. Jehu and Joash and Jeroboam the second and Zechariah all sat on the throne. Those were all the generations of Jehu. But after that, it was cut off. So this is the other reason that it was cut off is because God only promised that Jehu's fourth generation would sit on the throne, not the fifth. 13. Shalem the son of Jabesh began to reign in the nine and thirteenth year of Uzziah king of Judah, and he reigned the space of a month in Samaria. One month isn't a good track record. I'm going to guess that he was an evil king and God took him out. This means that after Jotham, Uzziah will become king in Judah. 14. And Mehanaim the son of Gadi went up from Tirzah and came to Samaria and smote Shalem the son of Jabesh in Samaria and slew him and reigned in his stead. Shalem did not have a long reign, only one month before he was killed by another man. He killed one king and then another man killed him when he was king. The evil that he did was later done to him. Now this isn't karma because karma is from Hindu religion. This is the justice of God. In karma, everything that you do will come back to you, but that isn't true. Because God is loving, he doesn't always let bad things happen when we do bad. A lot of times he'll still protect us and take care of us even when we do evil. And that's why karma is a myth and God is real. 16. Then Menahem smote Tipsah and all that were therein and the borders thereof from Tirzah, because they opened not to him. Therefore he smote it, and all the women therein that were with child he ripped up. This is what a pagan would have done. The pagan kings would rip up the pregnant women, tear their bellies open so that both their children and they would die. This is so hideous. Menahem is acting like a pagan even though he's a king of Israel. This is because he wanted the border extended around Tipsa and Tirza, but they refused to comply. They didn't want the border extended for his sake. That's why he killed their next generation, which would be all of the pregnant women and their children. 
17. In the nine and thirtieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, began Menahem, the son of Gadi, to reign over Israel, and reigned ten years in Samaria. 18. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, wherewith he made Israel to sin. Zechariah was a bad king of Israel, Shalom was a bad king of Israel, and Menahem was a bad king of Israel. By bad, I mean that they practiced paganism. 19. There came against the land Pul, the king of Assyria, and Menahem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm the kingdom in his hand. 20. And Menahem exacted the money of Israel, even of all the mighty men of wealth, of each man fifty shekels of silver to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and stayed not there in the land. Menahem paid the king of Assyria to not attack Israel. He didn't have faith because he's a practicing pagan, so he doesn't understand that all he has to do is ask God for help. When you don't have faith, you do things under your own strength instead of asking God to help you, and you end up expending a lot of your own strength and wasting your time and your resources and your talents. That's what non-Christians do, or Christians who have weak faith. They waste their resources and their time and their talents because they're trying to build life on their own instead of asking God for help and humbling themselves before the Lord. He caused Israel to pay a huge amount of money to a pagan king just to buy him off so that he wouldn't attack them. And this is shameful. Menahem is a terrible king of Israel. But at least the Assyrians didn't attack them. 21. Now the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? 22. And Menahem slept with his fathers, he died, and Pekahiah his son reigned in his stead. 23. In the fiftieth year of Azariah king of Judah, Pekahiah the son of Menahem began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned two years. 24. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, wherewith he made Israel to sin. Here's another Israelite king who is a practicing pagan. So far there have been 16 kings of Israel, and every single one of them practiced paganism to some degree, some more than others, but every single one of them did, except for Jehu, who started out serving the Lord, but then he ended his reign practicing paganism as well. So all 17 kings of Israel practiced paganism at some point to some degree. This is a horrible track record for the kingdom of Israel. And remember, the kingdom of Israel never should have been. It should have always been one kingdom with Judah and Israel only sharing one king. But the kingdom of Israel was created because people were aligned with Ishbosheth and then they broke off with the kingdom of Judah. But the real king who was ordained to be king is the kings of Judah from David's line. The kings of Israel aren't related, but they all practiced paganism. 17 of them so far. Horrible kings, at least to some degree. And the kings of Judah are all from David's line, except for Athaliah, who took over illegally. They're a mix of good and bad kings. About half of them practiced paganism, and about half of them didn't. And there's 13 of them if you don't count Saul and you don't count Athaliah. 
25, And Pekah, the son of Remaliah, his captain, conspired against him, and smote him in Samaria, in the castle of the king's house, by Argob and by Ariah. And with him were fifty men of the Gileadites, and he slew him and reigned in his stead. Pekahiah is murdered by conspiracy by one of his captains named Pekah, and now Pekah is going to be king, and he's of no relation to Pekahiah. But he killed Pekahiah, and he has fifty Gileadite warriors behind him. The Gileadites are from the half-tribe of Manasseh. The tribe of Manasseh is from Joseph, his line, and Joseph was the favorite son of Israel. 26. Now the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. We'll read about him again. 27. In the two and fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Remaliah, began to reign over Israel in Samaria and reigned twenty years. 28. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, wherewith he made Israel to sin. Pekah also is an evil king. 29. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, came Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and took Ijon and Abel, Beth Maka, and Genoa, and Kedesh, and Hazor, and Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and he carried them captive to Assyria. Because of Israel's paganism, God allowed the new Syrian king Tiglath-Pileser to capture all the people who lived in the land of Naphtali and take them as prisoners of war back to Assyria. This must have been a very sad time where most of a full tribe was captured and taken to a pagan land. 30. And Hoshea the son of Ella made a conspiracy against Pekah the son of Remaliah and smote him and slew him, and he reigned in his stead in the twentieth year of Jotham the son of Uzziah. When Uzziah was king in Judah, Hoshea became king in Israel because he killed Pekah. So again, the Israelite kings, a lot of them die because none of them are ordained to be king anyway. God is just allowing them to do their evil for a certain time period to show the Israelites that they're going nowhere with their pagan religion and they need to turn back to him. That's one thing to note about God. He will let us sin. He's not controlling. He never forces us to obey him. If we're hell-bent on living in sin, he'll let us live in sin. But because he loves us, he'll let us suffer the consequences in order to persuade us to turn back to him. Israel is suffering a lot of bad consequences. Almost everybody in Naphtali has been kidnapped and taken to Assyria, and their kings are getting killed right and left. There's probably a lot of chaos because of all of the conspiracies, all of the assassinations going on. I'm sure being in the palace in Israel is not a safe place for anybody. And God is allowing this so that they'll understand that they have wandered away from him. 31. Now the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. 32. In the second year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, began Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, to reign. When I mentioned Azariah earlier, that is another name for Uzziah. So Azariah and Uzziah are the same person, and Jotham is his son. 33. Five and twenty years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. 
Zadok was a priest in previous books, but this is a different Zadok. This Zadok lived generations later. 34, and he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. 35, howbeit the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and offered in the high places. He built the upper gate of the house of the Lord. This Jotham also obeyed the Lord in his personal life, but he didn't force the Israelites to get rid of their pagan altars in the hills, just like his father and his grandfather he didn't get rid of those pagan altars. He should have. But other than that, he was a good king. And he did build the upper gate of the temple. Now the upper gate of the temple would probably be the gate on the north side because upper is north. It sounds like he rebuilt it because they already had gates. He rebuilt it. 36. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? 37. In those days the Lord began to send against Judah Rezin, the king of Aram, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah. When Jotham was king, the Lord is allowing two other pagan kings to harass Judah. One of them is Pekah, the king of Israel, who should not be harassing them because he's their brother, but he did anyway. And the other one is the Aramean king. Rezin, and that is the Syrian king. It's so evil that the kingdom of Israel ever would fight with the kingdom of Judah because they're brothers. They're all Israelites. Have there been times in your life when you just had something that always brought you down? In my life too, there's been times where I had situations that just kept bringing me down over and over, and I never felt like I could get free of those situations. But when I became born again, I realized that those bad situations were all connected to my previous sin. And when I repented, those situations were alleviated. And that's what's happening with both Israel and Judah. Because the people keep practicing paganism, God allows them to suffer the consequences. 38. And Jotham slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father. And the city of David is inside Jerusalem. He was buried in Jerusalem with the other kings. And Ahaz his son reigned in his stead. So at the end of this chapter, Hoshea is the king of Israel and Ahaz is the king of Judah. And that's where we end it in 2 Kings chapter 15.